Welcome to the Momgasm Podcast. Blending motherhood, self-connection, sensuality, and pleasure. Normalizing what it means to be a mother and a sexual being. In this week's episode, we give you a two-for-one kind of special. First, we sit down with fellow Canadian woman, industrial designer, and sex toy company owner, Isabel Deloriers of Desirables. We chat all things toxic toys in the industry, the pressure to perform, pelvic floor health, and why porcelain is exactly what you want in your pussy. Then, Sarah and I give you our honest review of Desirables' signature porcelain toy, the Dahlia, along with a code to save you some money. This one's juicy, educational, hilarious, and not to be missed. So turn it up and get cozy. I don't write it down, so I don't Same. <laughs> Same. This is, see, I feel like we'll, we'll get along great. Um, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you for taking the time. Yes. Thank you for sending us a toy. I am enjoying the shit out of it. Yeah, it's such um, a pleasure. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's been the best. So before we like get get right get right into the meat of it, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to just cl- clarify some things. Yeah. So French company. So it's Désirable. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yay. I'm not totally. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Coming, coming through. I was like, if I try and pronounce this in English, I'm gonna butcher the shit out of it. <laughs> I think in English it would sound something like desirables. Yeah, so it's yeah, desirables, desirable, desirable. Yeah, great, great. My hair is doing really fun things. Whichever you you prefer. What, what do you prefer, Sarah? Do you have a... I think I prefer the French version. Right. It, it sounds way sexier. Yeah, it sounds, yeah, definitely. It sounds yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But it's one of those things where it's like I haven't. So I I was in French immersion for a million years. And I haven't spoken French for at least a good 10 years. Shit, I didn't know that. So it's one of those ones where it's like, if you haven't spoken it in a really long time, and then you try and like, say it again, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) it it doesn't, you're like, the things that I thought would come out of my mouth really easily. No. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) No. No. It's a hard no. So that's why a lot of the times I find myself, even when I worked in Starbucks, Oh yeah. I would I would respond to people who were speaking French, but I would yeah. use English and I'm like it's, I I understand everything you're saying. I'm just super embarrassed at the shit that's going to come out of my mouth. Yeah. That's why we need alcohol. When I started speaking English, I needed so much alcohol because you're so ashamed of your accent. Yes. And I just started speaking English when I was 20. So 10 years ago. Wow. We, I, we, I come from Quebec City mm. and Quebec City, we, we don't speak English. Nope. It's, we're a French city and we don't have many opportunities or even events when you can hear movies in English or original language. So Man. you cannot practice. It's almost wow. like speaking French in the U.S., I guess. But in wow. Montreal, it's always bilingual. We call it franglais. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And this is, this was the funny thing when I went to Montreal is I, I was like, I'm going to try and speak French. It's going to be great. But every time I tried, people would just respond in English. I'm like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> okay, that's fine. We're so used to it. We just switch whichever works best for us. We yeah. just switch yeah. to that language because sometimes we want to say words 
that exists only in French or in English. Yeah. So you just skip yeah. the words in the same same sentence. Yeah, it's I I have a good friend that lives there, and he was talking to me about like franglais, and he was like, it's uh, he gave me the example of. Uh, Je dois parquer le car l'autre bord de la road. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Makes sense to me. <laughs> right? Yeah. But if you see, if you, you listen to French people from France, most of their terms are still in English. Yeah. We have stationnement yeah. and they have parking. Yeah. Oh, we That's have planche à neige and they have snowboard. So we, it's, Depend really uh, on the words, but French people love so much English that they just keep the word. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really interesting. Oh my god, I love this. I love. I love that we we get to talk about this stuff. Um, great. So I think we should just get into it. I'm really excited. It's funny when we when we first uh, kind of stumbled upon you and we're like, Hey, like, let's, let's, yeah, on Instagram. <laughs> like, let's trade. Let's see what, what we can do. Um, originally going into this, like we had kind of thought like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to try out this really neat sex toy. Cause neither of us mm. had tried porcelain before. Nope. Like we were both like, what the, what porcelain? <laughs> yeah. porcelain, that's even an option. It's a thing, <laughs> it's a thing which I really want to talk about. Cause it's really interesting and I know it's something that you're absolutely passionate about like the, the why porcelain um but I we thought we were just going to kind of like try this toy and give our review and then go from there and then when we kind of started following you on social media and I started kind of doing the 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 digging the digging the um, creeping the creeping the hardcore internet creeping. Uh, it's like there's you have so much. You're so much more than just a sex toy company. Like it's. No, thank you. But you really are, and I mean, also you're Canadian, which is amazing. Yeah. It's women owned, which we're hundred yeah. percent all about. Mm -hmm. And also, um, when it comes to the porcelain thing, and and um, what we're gonna get into with that in a moment. I get really geeky about it because I have a, a background of being a holistic nutritionist. So I was like, this, this is awesome. Like I really wanted to, to have you on the show mm -hmm. and, and talk about some of these things. Like when you sent in, um, your intake form. Oh my God. The intake form. I was yeah. like, yes. <laughs> I was not expecting those answers with you talking about like women in the sex toy industry and wanted to talk about that. I was like, Oh my God. Yes, like, right, and like the the toxic materials that people are well, this using, is, and so this is this is what I want to get into. My my first question uh, for you, because I think this would be a question for most for most of our listeners. Mm -hmm. Why porcelain? Why porcelain and not silicone or um, plastics or or a lot of the other things that you typically might see or more readily see in the sex toy industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Porcelain, you don't see often. Even ceramics, you don't see often in a sex shops. It all started when, uh, you know, I was, uh, I started my company because uh, I was studying in industrial design, uh, which means that you design uh, products that will go uh, in the manufacturers or in shop and will be produced in multiple uh, examples. No, um, multiple times and uh, we I was really uncomfortable with the toys I saw in the market mm. so 
I had the feeling that the main problem was aesthetics, mm. that the aesthetics on the market didn't resonate with my vision of sexuality and intimacy. But mm. I did a lot of market research and found that there's a lot of toys for a lot of different kind of aesthetics. You can find uh, rubber duckies that vibrates. You can find uh, butterflies uh, underwear and penis molded on real people and you can find toys that look like uh, jewels or medical so the aesthetic wasn't really a problem so I started digging even further in the issue and I found that uh, there's no regulation whatsoever in the sex toy industry that's uh, and that's shocking and terrifying to me yeah like we're putting these things in our bodies yeah why why the hell is there no regulation behind this? Mm-hmm. Because people don't care about feminine health when there's no money to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> and mainly, say, the sex toy industry has been for the past 70 years uh, owned by uh, men mm. and operated by men. And you can see it if you watch closely to this, uh, on the design of toys designed by men or a company owned by men, you can see it in, in the design mm. and in the way that they sell their products. A product that been, that's been designed and um, marketed by a man will say, we have that many vibrations, our powerful motors are this many um, horses. It's kind of like uh, a, a car salesman. Yeah, it's a car sales or a computer sales. Yes. Yeah, Bluetooth connected with your phone and all the features, techie features you can imagine, but not about how it's going to make you feel mm. and how it's going to integrate with your life, with your intimacy. It's only this many pulsations, this many grooves in it. You can have tree spot stimulation, clitoridin, G spot, anal stimulation, and it's on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, which brings the performance issue. I think we'll speak about that later. But yeah. you can see it really fast when it's designed by men. And um, so, yeah, I saw that nothing on the market was regulated. You can also note that uh, all the condom industry is not really relegated. I will find a word. Regulated. <laughs> <laughs> you can always just say it in French. That works too. Okay, I'll say it in French. Regulé. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, there's no limits uh, or laws on condoms safety or sex toys safety. Um, and also, there's no law that stipulates that a manufacturer has to tell you what it puts in his toys. Jeez. Wow. It's, a th- it's not that bad if you look only for clitoral stimulation. Yeah, yeah. Because it's external. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you use a toy that's internal, what is the big issue is that Usually what's going to protect you from chemical arm is your skin. Mm. Your skin will create a barrier that will uh, stop 80% of all the chemicals coming into your bloodstream. Mm. But when you use something interior, it goes against your mucosa, mucose. Mm. And what it does, it's, it's like a sponge. Yeah. And it will take all the bad materials, take it directly into your bloodstream yeah. and uh, what we have as a big problem in the sex toy is the phthalates. Yeah. Phthalates. Yeah. Phthalates. I can't, I can't, phthalates. I can't fucking say it right now. <laughs> but yes, I can see them. I can see the word written in my head. Yeah. Too many H. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 so this product, um, it's used in the cheap toys or anything cheap plastics. It's mm-hmm. the new BPA. The yeah, new- and it's it disrupts hormones, like especially exactly. especially for women. And and I love that you were talking about um, the issue of like mucous membranes and the absorption. So we we had talked about. I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast yet, specifically in detail. But this is one of the reasons that things like THC and CBD lube work really well because our our vaginal membranes are so absorptive mm-hmm. that. It, it brings it in and it goes into your bloodstream and it works. And I mean, amazing when it comes to, to cannabis infused products, but you also have to be thinking, okay, well, if my vagina, um, if my vaginal tissue is absorbing this, what is it absorbing that I don't want it to in my lubes, in my toys and in anything else that I'm putting mm-hmm. into my body? Mm-hmm. What happens with uh, phthalates is that when they put it in the toy, it will stay there for a certain amount of time. But with time, it will uh, get out of the plastic because it's yeah. an unstable plastic. It right. will get out of the plastic and go directly into your bloodstream. Yeah. And as you said, uh, the body will recognize it as uh, hormones. Yeah. It's what we call a disruptive uh, endocrine, endocrine. I'll find the word one day. Disruptor uh, endocrinien <laughs> in French. And... Um, that means that your body sees it as hormone, so it will yeah. uh, place it directly on your genitals. Yeah. And what's the worst with phthalate is that you don't have an effect right away, except if you're very sensitive, it will build up with time. So yeah. tiny particles of plastic get attached to your uterus and all your, your genitals and will build up with time. And Fuck. what it does is that it can... Uh, stop you from having children and if you do have children in woman this plastic will be transferred directly to the ba- to the fetus fuck fuck so, why like why are we not talking but why are we not talking about this i mean we are now which is awesome we are now but <laughs> so it's one of those things that i'm pretty positive for the majority of our listeners nobody has had this conversation or have even thought about this and it's it's really interesting to me that the conversation over the last 10 years has been had about the plastics that we're using for our Tupperware, for our water bottles, um, and all of that with like BPH and phthalates and, and other things. We're talking about it internally and how it's affecting us, but this is also internal. So why, why is nobody other than yourself having this conversation um, and providing more awareness for this industry and more safe options? Because we're so uncomfortable. We're so uncomfortable a, talking about sex. That's it's a shame. Well, it's a shame. Nobody wants to talk about it. And if if you go buy a sex toy in a sex shop, most people will be a bit ashamed. So they will do it quickly and they don't mm. want to know exactly. They don't, they're not going to spend as much time uh, shopping for their sex toy as they will for their food or their makeup yeah. or the products that they use in the bathroom because mm. We think and we hope that the government is taking care of us and stopping, you know, anything that could cause us harm. It's not on the on the shelves of market, but it is. It's even in um, 
pharmacies, uh, drugstores. Yeah, the drugstores are the worst. Honestly, yeah. like if you're gonna go get yourself a sex toy, lube, etc., please God, don't go to the pharmacy. Go to a specialized shop or yeah. like shop online with reputable companies like yourself, it, because what is available in the pharmacy is not only so incredibly limited, but it's it's like the worst of the worst. It's mm-hmm. the convenience, what can be pumped out and put on the shelves and done in packaging that 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 doesn't raise any red flags with the kids that are going to see it. So it's it's just bottom of the barrel. Well, the problem is, is there is an age limit on people who can enter a sex shop. Which, I think it's 18 mm-hmm. here in Nova Scotia, whereas a pharmacy, off. anyone can go into a pharmacy and buy condoms. Yeah. If you're 16 and having sex, that's the place you're going to go. Yeah. And then unfortunately... If there's something there that you can also insert inside of yourself, which there actually there are. Is. I got my first sex toy from yeah. the pharmacy. It really? Was, yeah, it was a Durex toy. It yep. was a Durex vibrator, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which I'm like, thinking back now, I'm like, oh, that 100% had some shitty plastic in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was. And dyes, probably very oh, toxic dyes. It, it, it was not, I mean, it was great. But I, <laughs> it, was, it was revolutionary for me. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Durex, for being available in my local pharmacy. Yeah. But at the same time, looking back, I wish I had had somebody who could have had this conversation with me and like steered me to something that is more body safe and better mm-hmm. than just a weird plastic vibrator. <laughs> I'm sure that if you read the instruction manual, you would see that it was uh, one-time use only. Mm. That's usually what manufacturers will do to protect themselves. They'll say... Uh, one time only or use it with a condom mm. oh, makes yeah. no sense um, yeah. but they will protect themselves this way which is really crappy if you if you think about it it's really just oh, it's on you to read the instruction manuals and even the, the fine characters of your toy which nobody does oh, ever no. uh-uh. but at least well I do now. <laughs> I definitely did not when I was like 16 Because we're and buying 15. like crystal fucking pleasure wands. Like, yeah. of course I'm going to read the description on that shit. Like, like I want to know what it's going to do to my aura. Uh, my energy. Like, <laughs> Is your chakra aligned now? <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's getting better though. You know, I started this company six years ago. And since even then, there was some sex shops that were talking about uh, safe toys. Uh, well, this is like, we've got a great sex shop here, um, Venus Envy. Yeah, they're, we have one in Ottawa too. Oh, they're nice. incredible because they're, I think they're technically, the way they get around things is they're actually a bookstore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kids can go in there. Um, that's why they can't do like the certain lubes and stuff that we were talking about last time we were in there, but, uh, they're fantastic because their main goal is education. And these are the kind of conversations that they are having. And they are like my number one place that I would send anyone Mm -hmm. locally Mm -hmm. if they're, if they're interested in anything from like relationships to sex, to pleasure, to toys, to all of it, all of it. Um, yeah. Porcelain. But porcelain. This is this is a whole other thing where I'm like, what? Okay, what? so I personally have a certain disdain for plastic, any kind of plastic. Yeah, yeah. I've been using um glass Tupperware for the last 10 years because I don't want to cook anything in, mm. in plastic. Yep. Uh, I'm a bit an OCD on that. 
But I was like, okay, so my customers, they cannot know what kind of plastic is in their toy because most manufacturers won't say it or, were, or the, what they will say is hard plastic or soft plastic. Mm. That's the kind of info you have. And when you need to know, is this uh, ABS, is this uh, silicon, is it, is it medical grade silicon? You don't always have this information available. So how do we get around this plastic problem? And how do we create a toy from a material that is sustainable, that mm. is an oil base that will fit for everyone, that will bring the best you can have in a sex toy? So I checked all the materials that you can have, you know, uh, stone, wood, uh, typical ceramic, uh, other plastics, even though I didn't want to because now you have bioplastic. Mm. that are made from corn and things like that so i watched all the, the properties and porcelain is really uh, a material that sets itself apart because once it's cooked the porcelain once it's fired um all the materials between the stone becomes glass hmm. which means the material is uh, what we call vitrified so it's basically glass it looks like stone but it's stone and glass the best of both and you don't have uh, tiny cracks in it yeah which you can have in natural stone because oh. i wanted to create a product that will yeah be without plastics but with would also be easy to clean and non-porous yeah and mm. and this was the thing that was really interesting because when i heard porcelain my brain was like isn't that porous i don't understand so i love i love that we're having this conversation because i think that's probably one of the hurdles that a lot of people would have in thinking about porcelain is that like, oh, well, it's a porous material. And I know porous materials are probably not great. But what's <laughs> interesting is a lot of the stone products, like the crystal ones and things like that, can be a little bit porous. And yeah. that's why it's really important that if you are using crystal, that you have to, you have to have a really good... Hard. Well, you have to have a hard crystal, but you also have to be really diligent about like looking over your crystal every day, making sure there's no cracks or fragments in mm -hmm. it, um, whether it's a, an egg or a wand. Mm -hmm. And then also like having a pretty regimented cleaning practice mm -hmm. with your crystal. Yeah. I like one of the things that I loved um, with this being a porcelain toy is that I could like boil it like a pacifier. Yes. <laughs> Where I was like, this is yeah. the best ever. Because for me, I mean, we were sharing and I, I yeah. love you dearly, but I <laughs> want to share my uh, <laughs> vagina juice with you. Right? Or mine with you. Right? Yeah, because I had it first. And then I was like, I think I had it for about a month or maybe two months. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I think I can pass this on. And then here I was in the morning cooking my boy's breakfast in the pan and then in the pot on the stove. Was me <laughs> I took a video and I showed it to Lizzie. I was like, this is the best thing ever. Wow, I love this. Right? But it's, it's like, I, in my brain, I think like if, if my kid ever dropped their pacifier, what am I going to do? I'm going to boil it on the stove yeah. for like five minutes yeah. and then let it slowly cool down. And then, and then we're, yeah, we're good. I feel better about it. So I, I love that. That was an option. <laughs> yeah, you can sterilize it. You know, people sometimes are like afraid to boil it, but it's been cooked to 1,400 uh, Celsius degrees. So it can survive the boiling water. It sure did. Yeah. yeah. Sure did. Yeah. You just don't want to drop it in. Like you never want to bring anything um, like a porcelain ceramic 
to, to quick rapid change yeah. temperatures or exactly. no batter. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So I Put just. Put it in the pot and boil it uh, yeah. while it's in It's the like pot. when you're doing, it's like when you're doing boiled eggs too. Yeah. Like you put it in the water when it's cold and then you gradually bring it up. Exactly. Like boiled, <laughs> boiled eggs. Right. Yeah. The only, yeah, the only problem with porcelain is that it's uh, susceptible to shock, either if you drop it on a concrete floor or if you do a thermal shock. Yeah. Mm. But this is why I love you guys. And you're like, oopsie. What is it? You're like, you're, what is it? I'm having a brain fart. I don't know. When you oopsie have, warranty. Oh, warranty. Warranty. I couldn't think of the word for oh, warranty. warranty. <laughs> Like, I really don't know where you're going know, with this. I was like, it's really not a hard word. It's really, <laughs> really easy word. Warranty. Yeah, you're like, oopsie warranty is my favorite thing. I was reading through, because that was one of my thoughts. And I mean, for somebody that does buy crystal wands and stone mm. wands and things, I'm now wishing that they all had a whoopsie warranty, mm. because that would make me feel so much better, especially with like kids in the house. Yeah. Because as much as I don't want my kids into my sex toys... It, it fucking happens. happens. It yeah. fucking happens. Yeah. <laughs> it happens more than I want it to. Yeah. And it's like to know that if if it does get dropped or it gets knocked off the nightstand or or whatever, then I'm covered. Is it is it five years? Five years. That's what? amazing. And in the past six years, we had maybe three, four. Wow. People coming back, you know, because the 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 Dahlia that you received is the fourth edition. The first one, we took uh, feedback from clients and from our potters that do the the ceramic. So we upgraded and upgraded. And the first ones were glazed, which means, you know, when it's like... Yeah. Mm -hmm. The first one were glazed. But what is uh, the problem with glaze is that you cannot glaze all the object. If you look under your cup, your ceramic cup or your, your plate, you'll see that yeah. there's always a rim that is unglazed because if it's glazed, it's going to stick in the, the kiln, the, the oven. Shatter. And then shatter. Mm-hmm. So we always had a tiny spot which wasn't glazed. And then people thought this spot was porous. Yeah. But it's not because it's porcelain. But we had so many questions about it that we now it's all... Uh, pure porcelain there's no finish on it so it's a matte finish yeah which I thought was really interesting I kind of I I anticipated it being glazed and then when I felt it for the first time I was like whoa yeah this is totally not what I expected (laughs) but I I ended up loving that it wasn't which was really cool the texture is very uh special to me and what is great is that since it's not glazed anymore people tend to drop it a lot less because when they were cleaning it, it was so slippery that they used to drop it when they were cleaning it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So now it's very uh, stiff or I don't know. (laughs) I know what you mean. Like it fits it. Not only does it fit in your hand really well, but it it doesn't, there's like almost a a grip to it. This is one of the reasons that like, I used a lot of lube when any time I used it because it did have that little bit of grippiness to it but I ended up liking it because it was making me use more lube. And that's something that I'm actively trying to do more. Mm-hmm. And it also gave me the opportunity to try a whole bunch of different lubes that I have been like meaning to try. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. yes, double duty. And now you can try every one of them, not yes. only water-based lube. 
which is the best because there is a place for silicone lube. Then oh. <laughs> <laughs> your sheets are ruined and yeah. it stays on you forever. Yeah, pretty much. Forever. I have. But then it goes in the bat with you. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay. That is very true. It is waterproof. <laughs> ah, it's, I, it's so, ouch, ouch. <laughs> that hurts it's so weird there's so many wires right now between I know, us there's a lot it's the weirdest thing <laughs> <You're entangled. laughs> oh man i mean not that i don't like being tied up but <laughs> actually i shouldn't say that i've never been tied up but future goals on the list on the list adding it to the list <laughs> bucket list okay oh. sex mom sex bucket list <laughs> podcast bucket list Things to do, future experiments. Sure. Oh my Live in the den. God. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about um, is as a mom, like I loved, especially as a mom that's experiencing pelvic organ prolapse. Mm-hmm. Took me a minute to think of that. Or pelvic floor dysfunction. Yeah. I love that you guys are dual ended with the Dahlia. Like I love that there is there is the pleasure end and then there is like the business end, which is still is still pleasurable. Um, I think, I mean, especially for somebody that's kind of healing through pelvic organ prolapse, it can be really easy to kind of get caught up in the idea of, of pelvic floor massage as something that's like painful or uncomfortable or like a thing to do, but it can Mm -hmm. also lead to more pleasure. So sometimes, um, like you can do it mid, you can do it mid session, you can do it before and end with the fun stuff. Like it's, it, it, I love that it's a two in one and not just, oh, this is my, this is my thing to do my physiotherapy. Yeah. Stuff. Actually, uh, we, uh, we're launching our other business, which <gasps> is named Kaoli. Ka, uh, I'll send you the name because I don't know how to spell it in English. Perfect. <laughs> And um, this uh, this business is uh, it's the same product, but instead of the erotic side, it's only for physical therapy because we know that some people are not yet comfortable yeah. with their sex life because it's uh, so much pain yeah. around this area. So they just don't want to talk about sex for now. So uh, we we sell the same product, but to uh, physical therapists. That's awesome. And we do a special discount to them because we know that you're already paying for your, for your therapy. So you don't want to buy a $140 yeah. toy. Yeah. So we do a special discount to them and they don't take any discount. You know, they don't take any part on this discount. They just give the price exactly to you. That's incredible. So we really love it because we had so many clients over the years, you know, uh, new moms that had problems with their pelvic floor. Even mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite uh, customer uh, was just a cancer survivor and she needed to work her pelvic floor and she needed something that wouldn't inflame her mucosa. Yeah. Wow. Because it's very, very sensitive. We even had a clinic in Vancouver that works with the can- uh, prostate cancer that wanted to try our toy. So we have this side of the business that's just started because you know you always have as a woman i think the um, imposter feeling yes Mm -hmm. so i was like you know i have no formation in any way near therapeutic or medical and i was like i cannot do a toy for therapy because i don't have any background but i had so many um customers that came back and told me how much it helped help them 
with their pelvic floor issues that we just decided to start this other company same great products but just another kind of twist on it mm. without the, the sexual intake and actually i it's it's so funny i started this company and uh two three weeks later i had myself to go see a pelvic floor therapist because my no my pelvic floor is so tight yep that's my issue uh it's just always in, in um, it's in hypertonic hypertonic exactly yeah, yeah so I, and that's actually more common than things being too loose. So hypertonic is more common than hypotonic. And a lot of the times we're in, in kind of media, we're talking about hypotonic where mm-hmm. things are lax and you need to, you need to work your pelvic floor. You need to keep Do it your ego. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. But, but so often that's caught, like we're, we go around and we're so stressed all the time that we're automatically clenching our pelvic floors without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then this, this tension builds and, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, so I had to start using my own products for gonna, that too. <laughs> I was gonna say you must be using your own product now for yeah, for that. Add like uh, four or five trigger points. Wow. So I needed to do the massage inside and everything, and I I wasn't even able to drive for more than forty minutes. It was so bad I couldn't drive. Wow. And I, you know, it just happens because. People are uh, sit at their desk too often, too long. They don't do enough sports, or I I suffer from anxieties, or all my stress is in my pelvic floor. Yep. So everything built up to this point. So now I have tested all the side of my breath. Isn't it lovely how life will always give us the things that we need? to do what it is we love doing. Exactly. <laughs> even though we do, even though it's not comfy and not great. No. It, it you now have that firsthand experience, which I mean, shitty, but also that's awesome that you had such a great tool in your toolkit yeah. to mm-hmm. use. Can I ask you what the symptoms you felt with your was it hypertension? Yeah, that was Hyper, hypertonic. Yeah, hypertension. Help, hypertonic tension. Can I ask you what the symptoms were? Because I'm actually very clueless about this and clueless about the opposite side of it. So I'm just wondering for, for listeners who are like me, who have no idea what this is, if you could explain your side of it. Yeah, absolutely. So me, I had uh, pain when I had the relationship with my partner. So I was too tight and I sense it, you know, uh, mm. a bit like vaginimus. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was, I felt like my uh, vagina entry, my, uh, yeah, I think that's the word, was yeah. too too small but it yeah. didn't used to be wow. so it's like as if it uh, went smaller and mm. when i was sitting i had huge um pain in uh around my sacrum wow. area really yeah. at the bottom of my um vertebrae oh, uh, and also I had pain in my legs and when i did yoga I had pain for like two, three days because if you do a lot of warrior pose, yeah, you're clenching your you're clenching your pelvic floor. Yeah, right. And I also had issues with uh, number twos. Mm. Oh, <laughs> were yeah. they just not coming? Uh, they were coming, but they were painful as hell. <laughs> oh, that sucks. So for a moment there, I was like, okay, do I have a prostate cancer or uh, you know oh, uh, no. cancer and you're like what is wrong with me I'm yeah. 30 years old <laughs> I yeah. have oh. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I, you know, I was reading for the, the business and I was reading the symptoms and, you know, I checked almost every one of them because mm-hmm. your pelvic floor is uh, 14 muscles mm. that help you walk, uh, keep your pee and poo, uh, keep your organs in place yeah. and stay upright. Yeah. Those muscles are working 24-7. Yeah. They're always working. Yeah. So when something is wrong, if you sit too long, if you do a certain kind of sports like tennis or horse, anything can happen and you have a trigger spot or your, your muscle is damaged. Mm. It's like a muscle in your back, except nobody really feels it. And since those muscles are so connected with your abs, your back and your legs, yeah. The pain can manifest itself mm. either places. It can come from your abs because your abs are not working properly mm-hmm. because of your pelvic floor, or it can be your legs. And mm. it can come from a lot of places. But if you have issues with going, uh, number two, sitting mm. for uh, some amount of time and even pains with, in relationships, mm-hmm. um, this definitely is something you might want to look up mm-hmm. uh, pelvic floor therapist because they specialize in in pelvic floor it's like a two-year program that they do uh, uh in quebec actually from what i know is two years more than they do from usual physical therapists mm. because they need to go inside your vagina or inside your anal canal if you're a man to massage the muscles yeah. it's exactly like a typical <laughs> yeah. I was like, I went, I, I went, um, I had a wonderful public floor physiotherapist here, uh, Francesca, ooh, I can't remember her last name out of Synergy Physiotherapy, mm-hmm. which I had, I had mentioned to you and it's, they get up in there. And yeah. I, it's funny cause I, the first, when I went to go see her, I had, um, I'd kind of, I'd self-diagnosed myself and then I'd gotten a diagnosis for, for my prolapse from my doctor and from the moment that I had that diagnosis, I kind of did a lot of like self-study and learning because there was a three-week period before I could actually go see her. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing like a regime of like the Kegels three times a day, um, 10 holds and then 10 fast and uh, a few other things that I was doing and also working on relaxing too. Because this is the other thing where even if you're dealing with... Um, like hypotonic, which is too lax, you still need to be working on relaxing as well. Because what can happen, which happened to me, is when you start all of a sudden adding on all of these Kegels and exercises that you hadn't done before, you can cause that hypertonification of the muscles. Because if you haven't worked out a muscle before in a really long time, or specifically worked it out and done strength training, it it, it's like, oh God, we don't really know what we're doing. So I ended up, when I went in to go see her finally, she was like, yeah, you're doing all the right things. This is awesome. I can tell that your pelvic floor is really strong, but you definitely have some some tension. I think it's just like user tension from, from, from the rehabilitation you're doing. And I'm like, yay, thank you. But that shit sucked. I almost kicked her in the face. Like it's, it is so... Like it's okay. Have you ever had like a massage on a table where they like get into a knot and you? No, never. No. Oh well, for anybody that is listening, that has had like an experience with a massage, done it, but (laughs) no one professional. But like an experience (laughs) where they're having a massage where they like get into a knot and there's that kind of feeling of breathlessness where you're like, this is so intense. Mm -hmm. 
that I really don't want to be here. But at the same time, I know that the other side of this is going to be so much better than this. Mm. It's like that, but times 20 because it's in your vagina. Yeah. Yeah. Like inside you poking that nut. And like pushing on the nut. Did, Did they do the thing where they like push on the nut and then you do a Kegel while they're still pushing on it? Uh, yeah, quick one. Oh mm. my god, this is the worst. But me, she, uh, my PT were uh, waited until you know my pain points with, were at like two or three on a scale right. to ten, right. because she she told me that if you try to uh, work the knots but your pelvic floor is still tense, yeah, it's gonna be way painful and you'll just tie it up more, more. because you're, it's so much pain that your body reacts from itself. And even though you're trying to relax and you breathe and all, it, it's just too painful. Oh, I had like, in having that done, especially when I went for like the second or third time when I knew what she was going to do, I was tensing up before she was doing anything. Cause I was like, ah, I know it's coming. <laughs> so I don't know if, if you use um, anything uh, like a product to help relieve the tension, but you said that you used your own products. Mm. Yeah. That happened. What were you using to help yourself? Uh, first and foremost, breathe. That's the, the best you can do is really breathing exercise is the, the base mm-hmm. because it's going to physically relax your muscles. But what you do after is you take the curve, uh, you know, this, the rounder tip, of the dahlia? And, yeah. Yeah, of the dahlia. And you're oh. going to go inside and just massage slowly the inside of your walls. Wow. And then once your walls are relaxed a bit more, a bit like you, if you were massaging your arm or your back, mm. once those tissues are more relaxed, you can go with the same or with the pointy, uh, pointy, it's not pointy, but you know. <laughs> not pointy. <laughs> the more bulbous end? <laughs> more bulbous end, you can come and just... Uh, work on your trigger points and massage them uh, slowly Mm -hmm. because it's such a weird angle to massage for yourself because Mm -hmm. a PD is going to be, you know, in front of you and she has full range of motion. And they they like, they kind of, so you can, you can give yourself a a pelvic floor massage on your own. And it's kind of like this sandwich thing where you're, cause you're, you're getting into the soft tissue with your thumbs. Well, no, because you're. Cause I'm this, just thinking of a sandwich, literally like going inside. The bottom of, of your pelvic floor muscles are kind of like this, so they're all intertwined and they're like this, and so it's like here's my vagina, and then my my butt. Right. Like yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like putting my my fingers in for people that are listening to this. They're like, I can't see what you're doing, Lindsay. We can uh, provide you. A, we just did a, a yeah. demonstration of this, so we'll provide it once. Yes. Here. Nice. That's awesome. So we will have uh, yes. some visuals for you. But it's, so you're taking like your thumb and you're going into like the sides of your vagina are quite, once you're in there, the tissue is quite soft and you can feel the difference of the softness of your tissue wall versus the base of this muscle, which is quite dense Mm -hmm. and strong. So then you're, I'm like sandwiching between and then taking my thumb and gently like doing circular motions. And then you go all the way 
around to massage everything out. But I have short arms and a long torso. So for me to try and do that for myself, yeah. I can't I well, like I can't relax because I'm having to like engage my right. core, which then yeah. fucks up my pelvic floor. So I can't fully do it. So to have something like the Dahlia to be able to get in there and coax things out or have my partner do it for me, which is super fun, uh, is really helpful. It's super, super helpful. Well the one thing that I'm thinking uh, talking to you know you guys is thinking I th- I'm, and probably a lot of other people have had this thought is maybe pussy massage is just something that should be a part of our self-care routine 100% whether yes. or not you have any sort of affliction 100% like, yes if we massage our shoulders why not massage our pussy like yep. if there's muscles in there if they yep. can get tense if they can hold trauma and stress and all kinds of other things why aren't we learning how to massage them? Like, I have no fucking idea how to do it at all. So this is something I think, this fucking knowledge needs to be passed on. It needs to be encouraged, 100%, honestly. 100%, yes. Um, I, it's funny, because in you saying that, like, I remember the early days of, like, the going to the pelvic floor therapist and, like, getting all geeky with pelvic floor stuff. I was like, why, why did I know? Why was this not common knowledge to me yeah. in somebody who owns a vagina? Even yeah. doctors, they don't know about it. I was reading medical uh, documents in the U.S. They have such an issue because a lot of women, they will be um, uh, recognized with vaginimus or men with prostate uh, infection. Or even for women, it's also regular um, um, infection. I don't yeah. remember the name. Um, when you pee, an infection is uh, bleh, bleh. bladder urinary infection, tract- yeah. urinary tract infection, or, or bladder infection. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of these people, they will develop pelvic pla- pelvic floor problem at a state where they cannot go <laughs> work. Sorry for my dog. That's okay. <laughs> so these people cannot go to work or they cannot drive. They cannot even wear uh, under underwear because it's so fucking painful. They cannot do any of those things. And they will go to surgery, have uh, bones removed or organ removed. And after two or three months after the surgery, the pain will still be there. And by luck, they will find a pelvic floor therapist that will tell them the issue wow. is not an infection. It's not your body. It's just your muscles that are fucked up. Yeah. And you've had two years, four years of medical issues that could have been fixed in six months. Yeah. Wow. And without any kind of procedures. But even gynecologues, um, uh, gynecologues? No. It's Gyne- gynecologists. Gynecologists, uh, doctors, they're not aware of this. Yeah. And for the exact same reason that people are not asking questions about materials in their sex toy, mm. it's the same. Shame yeah. around the genitals and shame around all this region. Oh my God, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so, I mean, speaking of prolapse, there's somebody, um, I know somebody that is dealing with a, a grade three prolapse um, because they were too embarrassed to go and talk to their doctor when something felt off. And so she waited until it was literally falling out of her body and she couldn't ignore it anymore. And she was in so much pain that she had to go. And they're like, why didn't you come? Because there's no way you just woke up and it was like surprising. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way. There's no way that it was just like, oh, here we are. 
And so it's, it, and this is why this podcast is so important to me because it's, we need to be having these conversations yeah. and we need to be like having amazing companies like yours, Isabel, out there that are educating people and talking about this and, and creating this culture of common knowledge around yeah. women's health and yeah. vaginal health and sexual awesomeness that's not the word I was going to use but that'll work it's good enough good enough <laughs> it's good enough because it's it there's so much value in removing the shame because then we can have healthier connection with our body and we can have healthier yeah. sex lives yeah and sex lives. healthier lives mm-hmm. yeah. that's it Right? in general and even you know sometimes i'm talking about pelvic floor issues with women and i'm like you know men can have those too and they're like really yes men have pelvic floor yeah they have the yeah. same muscles yeah and one of the things one of the things that's really interesting so you were talking about um how breath is one of the best things that we can do uh for helping to relax and connect to our pelvic floor it's because it's another diaphragm in our body so we have like we we get a lot of um information uh around our diaphragm mm-hmm. especially if you're uh you've done any sort of acting or like voice projection or singing you get it can you hear the baby good timing <laughs> can you hear the dog <laughs> walking around <laughs> welcome to momgasm life happens uh but you so we have this like large diaphragm that that moves and fluctuates based on our inhales and exhales mm-hmm. but our pelvic floor is also a diaphragm that works in unison with this. Mm. And so breathing not only helps to relax, but it's actually moving your pelvic floor. And one of my favorite, I went to, I believe her name is Carmen Hutt. I think it's Carmen Hutt Yoga and she's here locally. And I went to a day long um, pelvic floor yoga thing information session with her it was amazing and at half of the day we literally just like stacked cushions and sat on our hands and breathed to literally feel our pelvic floor descending and raising with our breath so this is something that i would recommend any um i mean hard i would imagine harder for men (laughs) maybe Mm. you can still do it because it's you defined your perineum your your taint thank you i was gonna say (laughs) taint you taint and then have a little bit of pressure there or have your hand there and breathe into that and feel this is something we're going to do at the workshop Mm. at the retreat by the way Mm -hmm. um and breathe into it and feel it moving and it's like mind-blowing not only is it mind-blowing but it's one of the greatest ways to like connect to your body Mm -hmm. and get really interested and start to kind of like destigmatize this part of yourself yeah so and you're so disconnected. I remember when I started my PT, I just couldn't squeeze those muscles or even identify where they were in my yeah. body. It was like, what am I supposed to be clenching? <laughs> right? Um, like, oh, do I, my abs? Is that what I'm doing? Nope. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's super, super, super common too, where it's like, I don't really know how to find that. Yeah. I don't really know where that is. A lot of us don't. At right? All. No. Yeah. I gave a, a talk about the slow sex and mindful sex <gasps> a, a week ago at festival, and it's my that, <laughs> that was so funny because it's exactly that is connecting to your muscles and connecting to your your vagina, your vulva, and feeling all that is happening there, and just you know by breathing first, and then 
when you do a mindful masturbation, you just connect on those feelings and connect to those instead of, you know, fantasy in your head or Mm. anything of the kind. You're just present in your body. (laughs) She just want to open the door and see if you can like, thank you. My dog is hearing me. (laughs) It's hearing you. What's happening? I'm like, the dogs are getting excited. Go for Thanks, Sarah. I got you. You're the best. You're the best. Um, slow sex, mindful masturbation. Like those words are music to my fucking ears. Mm-hmm. I am 100% an advocate for mindful masturbation and slow sex. It's like revolutionary. Like it's, it will change your relationship to your body. It will change the relationship to your partner. If you're somebody who has a partner in your life or multiple partners, I don't know. So wait, can we get a definition of what slow sex is in case anyone is yeah. like, are we talking about slow sex? Like slow mo? Like what? Slow sex and mindful sex is not exactly the same thing. Okay. It's close enough. Um, I did actually a timeline for the, the, the talk. So first of all, you add tantric sex which is close enough. Then in the 70s, you add uh, Sensate Focus, which mm-hmm. was introduced by Master and Johnson, mm. uh, which is uh, concentrating on your five senses to reconnect to your body. Ooh. And that's actually what, uh, what our products are based on. We awesome. wanted people to explore their bodies, to rediscover their feelings. That's why we're working with uh, fragrance with our massage oil and yeah. things like that. We're really working in the sensate focus area. Wow. Then in the 90s, there were the emergence of slow sex, which is connected to uh, the rise of slow living, uh, which was created in the against you know fast food and fast living. Right. Just really people taking the time to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a documentary where a man is just eating an asparagus and it takes like two minutes just to eat this one asparagus and i know there's a workshop for slow sex that the first you know half of the day they just eat grapes and sense how it feels in their mouth and how it tastes and you concentrate on one grape at a time instead of you know just chugging them in your mouth and eat it So this is a bit more like slow sex. You just concentrate and take it slow uh, instead of, you know, um, taking five minutes to have intercourse. You yeah. you set a date for yourself or two or three hours in the calendar and you say, okay, we do whatever we want for those two or three hours, but mm. we're concentrate on our sexuality and our erotism. Mm. And mindful sex is... Yeah, it's a good thing to be con- connected to your five senses, but just to be present, it's right. a way more if you're a yoga practitioner or if you've done mindful med- meditation, it's the same thing. It's just applied to sex. Yeah. So it's all pretty much similar, uh, except mindful sex can be done alone, whereas sensate focus and slow sex were more applied for couples therapy. Mm. and mindful sex is really much you there's a some podcast out there and some meditation for mindful masturbation Mm. because the best way to really connect with your body is being alone because if you have to worry about a partner or what a partner may think or feel or want you're not in your body and you're not Mm. present so you need to practice and practice alone 
Yeah, I love this. I love this so thank much. Thank you for explaining that. That was an awesome explanation. By Such the way. a good thank explanation. You. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this gets me really excited because this is a lot of. I mean, we were one of the things that we wanted to talk about, which I think this will be like the last thing because I feel I really feel like we could talk to you forever. Yeah, <laughs> um, but one we'll of do the a second one. Yes, yes, one of the things that you wanted to talk about was that like pressure that we feel a lot of the times to perform or to like get somewhere or do something and I love kind of the whole mindful sex and slow sex is this way to to move away from the pressure and get really invested in well no like what what does this actually feel like if I'm fully invested and and interested and I'm not trying to do this performance piece in the bedroom for my partner Mm -hmm. instead I'm just present yeah if you look up uh performance anxiety on google all you will find is uh, issues for men but performance anxiety is real for women too how i explain it is usually um you know back in the 1920 and before that sex was only for reproduction it was the main goal for sex Mm -hmm. and up until maybe the 70s 80s is it was that and the only discussion we had about sex in the public space was about statistics where, mm. with Master and Johnson and Kinsey. And they were only talking about, you know, four out of five women do that. Or we have sex one and a quarter time per week. Or, you know, all these mm. stats. So people are measuring up to those stats. And now that the, the sex store industry is on the rise, and vibrations are on the rise, the only objectives of every sexual encounter is orgasm. Mm. For both men and women, and, you know, I've encountered in my days a guy that wouldn't do anything before I had an orgasm. And I was like, you know, I'm having fun. This is turning me off that you want so bad, that you want so bad me to have an orgasm because I'm just having fun. I'm not there just for that. Yeah, I don't mind if I have eight or nine orgasms or zero. We're just, yeah. you know, we're fooling around. I don't, and a lot of guys don't understand that because it's either they don't take care of you or they want too much to take care of you. And the only way that they can take care of you is by giving you an orgasm. Mm. So, and for women, we also always want to have an orgasm. It's like our main goal. Did we achieve it or not? So all the conversation around sexuality is uh, goal-oriented. Yeah. How many times do you have it per week or per month? Or did you have any enough orgasms? And I feel that this puts a lot of pressure on us. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Women and men to perform in the bedroom and achieve certain goals and certain standards. And this all puts a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. That means that we're it's even harder to achieve orgasm because you're so stressed out and you want so much to achieve one that it's the worst way to achieve one to actually think about having one. So what I wanted to do is really relax people and get them out of this cycle. It's not gonna, it's not always about taking two or three hours. You know, I understand that you want to have a quick orgasm in two minutes time, time, uh, time chrono, but what is happening also with the, the sex toy industry is everything that's big on the markets have vibrations. Yes. Yeah. And Always. it's like 
destroying our sensitivity, sens- like our sensitivity. Like yeah. you, you, you can't, I have noticed cause I used to be a big vibrator person cause it's quick. It's easy. It's reliable. Right. Yeah. Quick, easy. Right. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, there it is. We're good to go. But I also started to realize that that wasn't actually satisfying me mm-hmm. anymore. And then when I was trying to do things without it, it was so much harder to achieve it. And I would eventually just be like, Oh, fuck it and pull it out again. And so I've made like the intentional choice of taking the vibrating toys out and now they only come out maybe like once every few months because I'm resensitizing and not chasing the orgasm anymore. I'm just interested, interested in the sensation of, of being with me, which is really nice. Anyway, I totally interrupted you. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So these, you know, vibrators are selling, uh, sometimes I enter sex shops and they, they will try to sell me the new, uh, the new vibrator or a clitoris shop vac for and they're like you know it's gonna take <laughs> it's gonna take a minute and a half and I you know it turns me off so much when you sell yeah. me a toy like this mm-hmm. I'm like it's not gonna be fun you know and it's it really turned me off for a long time and when I did the research in the early days of desirables uh, we I found out that your brain is really lazy which means there's a thing about nerve sensitivity around the clitoris, which mm. might be why some people are less um, sensible after a time. You need to up your game with vibrations. You need to have stronger vibrations after a certain times. Mm-hmm. And the other kind of uh, smoothie or of, um, exciting things that you used to enjoy, if you use only your vibrators, your brain will forget the, the road to your uh, previous um, uh, previous exciting moments or exciting things like if you like if you like to be uh, touched or um, you know uh, oral sex and mm. you don't have oral sex you know for like two years and you only use your vibrator your brain will say you know I don't need to give this neuron electricity or food because mm. we don't use it anymore we're just gonna make some space and cut mm. our roads with it and so your brain kind of forget what you used to like and you need to retrain it to yeah. like it back because your neurons are not connected anymore so that's a big issue with vibrations and nobody is talking about that because there's no scientific research mm-hmm. on the market because big names and big brands all are sell all vibrating vibration. yeah yeah are they all yeah. And it's, it's, it's such a shame. And I mean, I, I don't want to knock the vibrating toys. Cause I mean, a time and a place, especially yeah. um, as a mom, cause sometimes I only have two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I only have two minutes and sometimes instead of taking a toke, I want to get off yeah. to chill. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I still love that I have a vibrator in my house for those days where I'm like, I really just, I need a quickie. <laughs> I need a quickie. But those are more of like, I just need to de-stress briefly yeah. versus like, I want to connect to my body and get interested and get into it. Yeah. I just need a goddamn quickie because my kids are killing me. <laughs> I think all that is missing is information. Yes. You need to jazz your sex life. You need to jazz yes. your stimulation 
so you have a rich life fulfilled sexual life but yes. nobody talks about it they just say take it plug it in the wall it's gonna right. work <laughs> and, it's, and it's that again it's that kind of chasing the orgasm or chasing the climax or chasing the finish if i'm only fucking myself to finish then of course I'm going to pick something that's quick and easy and reliable and going to get it done. But if I'm like fucking myself or fucking my partner for more, for a, just pleasure, just fucking pleasure and being interested and being excited by myself, then no, I'm not going to want the thing that's going to make the experience short and sweet. I'm going to want the time. I'm going to want to slow down. I'm going to want to be more intentional and interested. And that's what I've been diving into for my own journey in the last like, year for sure probably the last three years Mm -hmm. but more intentionally in the last year and it's been so good and this is why I love um that I now have the Dahlia in my toolkit because again it's it's been one of those great toys for the slow build and for the better connection and also the added end of of like pelvic floor health in general which we all need more conversations about and more absolutely education around and access to so mm-hmm. thank you for fucking making it and yes. <laughs> I thank you for being here and having this conversation with yeah. us and I am like so excited you've given us a code which is really awesome which we're going to share yeah. um and I feel like this will happen again at some point or definitely <laughs> or, or maybe we'll have to come to Montreal and do like an event together because yes. that's ridiculous <gasps> right? you should come you should come to the festival next year Oh, oh, you should it's like Pova Festival in oh, Montreal. My God, when is that? Yeah, uh, beginning of June. It was last week. We entered uh, into a giant inflatable clitoris. <gasps> it was amazing. <laughs> what? Okay, where does one go to sign up to like do this shit? Yeah, because we need to. We need to be beats. there. We've I'll send you the info. Festival, yes. anybody? Because that would be ridiculous. <laughs> That would be insane. Yes, send us the info. That I want to do. Send this. us the info. We Perfect. Need to go. We need to be there. We need to That's be in a like, giant inflatable clitoris. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> oh my god! So it needs to happen. That's like going on our our vision board. Yeah. <laughs> we want. We're gonna find a picture of this inflatable clitoris. It's gonna go on a vision board. Um, but for sure, I feel like this, this will not be the, the end. Um, cause we love what you're doing. Yeah. We love that you took the time, um, to share with us and our listeners. And, and send us the Dahlia. Yes. Honestly, thank you so much for doing so that. Much. It's such a pleasure. Your Instagram was so inspiring and I think moms need a lot more info and not a lot more support. Mm-hmm. So having a podcast dedicated to moms and sexual health and sexual pleasure, pleasure, yes. For yes. my yes. pleasure. Yes. Mm, thank you. I'm so happy you're on our side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Team Mom Pussy. Yeah. <laughs>
exclusive. Oh, yeah. we're <laughs> fucking ripping. recording oh bitch all right you're welcome for that (laughs) so you guys just heard the interview with the lovely isabel and now we're gonna give you the fucking deets the deets the deets the dirty v deets the dirty v deets i don't know we're talking about our vagina (laughs) we're talking about things that we have mutually used in our vagina in and around our vagina Mm -hmm. yeah so, the Dirty V Deets. I don't fucking know. It sounded cool to me. So, since you've got it in your hand. I do. I don't know if you guys can hear this. Yeah, we can hear Ooh, that. This is This me. sounds really nice. And this is one of the things that I, I personally love. So, let's talk about texture for a minute yeah. first. So, texture-wise, I've never felt a toy like this. I've never felt a toy like that either. Right? Yeah. I've never, I mean, I've never in a million years thought porcelain. Could go in my vagina. Yeah, ditto. And I also have never felt porcelain that's not glazed. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I, were you surprised by the texture of it? Absolutely. When I took it out of the box, I was a little bit nervous. I felt it and I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But, um, but then I was really intrigued by it. I, I liked the way it felt and it kind of made me excited to feel something so different My nails are fucking dirty hey man <laughs> I'm, I'm like touching this like Who pristine cares? white beautiful <laughs> toy and i'm like jesus christ my nails are dirty um yeah so the texture uh so i really like the texture even just for like fucking around with it in my hands mm. like i find anytime anytime i take this toy out if i'm around it I will find myself like doing what I'm doing right now, which is just like feeling it and playing with it and mm-hmm. like moving it around in my you hands. You can totally hear that right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, because that's what I'm doing. That like I can't help. <laughs> I can't help but do it. Like there's, it's it's pleasurable to touch. Yeah. In my hands, I'm making me want it. <laughs> Are you gonna try and put oh. that in my mouth? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just like aimed at my mouth. I was like, oh, what? what's happening? No, I wasn't. I wasn't, but I love yeah. that you thought yeah. that I was. Yeah, so I really like I really like the texture of it. I like to feel it in my hands. Mm-hmm. Um one of the things that I was super surprised about is how light it is. Yeah, it's super light. Like it's super light and to me it it feels really feminine. Like it feels yeah. Ooh, it also holds your warmth. I'm like, you're very warm, Sarah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm actually a human furnace. Yep. I am not. I'm like an ice fucking queen. <laughs> uh, not quite. That's not, that's not accurate. But I am not as hot as you in the temperature department. Um, yeah, texture I think is really cool. Texture, you had... The texture makes it interesting for actually using it in my vagina Mm -hmm. like i i liked it because i found i had to use lube and i mean i i'm kind of at a point in my life where i tend Mm. to use lube almost exclusively because i have had two babies and my vagina is a little lax on her self-lubrication these days uh less so now which is really exciting yeah but even though i'm starting to produce my own lube again i'm preferring to use lube yeah anyway Mm -hmm. and i find with this toy especially like i have to yeah 
I have to use lube or it's, it's what happens. Yeah. So you, you get, you get this weird this sensation. This is my honest review. Um, I did not have the experience I was hoping to have with the Dahlia. And I think that was for an, a number of reasons that I've since identified. And I think I could help if I was to use it again. Well, the first time I used the Dahlia, I had this weird sensation happen. And I thought I, one of the reasons I think it happened was because I wasn't using enough lube. I was using coconut oil. And when I was going in and out of my vagina, there was almost like this friction, like this pulling feeling. And it was distracting me from having an orgasm. Um, and when I, I don't even, did I, do you remember if I did orgasm or if I? Not the, I think you said the first time you did not. And yeah. then you did it again and you were like, I did, but I was still annoyed about it. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the second time. I, I feel like it was almost like it happened, like the orgasm happened, but it wasn't as, as intense or as I was, as I would usually have. Mm. Um, and then, but after talking to you about it, you were explaining the dynamics of how you used it. Mm-hmm. And you said, Sarah, were you like going in and out, in and out, like kind of quickly? I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. And you were like, no, what I was doing is literally like just minute movements it's like it's and like, like a this. dipping movement. I was like, fuck, I did not do that. And now and I think that because like when I did stay when I wasn't going in and out and I stayed in one kind of place, it felt better. But I thought that I had to kept, keep going in and out. Girl, you don't have to do anything. No, I know. I know. So I, sh- I should have kept um, experimenting. Well, one of the things that you said, which I thought was both horrifying and also hilarious when you were explaining like the catching feeling. Oh, yeah. You were like, how did you describe that again? It was like, <laughs> oh, man. It was like pulling a dry tampon out of your vagina. You know how you've got that feeling where it like kind of catches a little bit and you're like, oh God, no, <laughs> like put water on it. Fucking like make, put the moisture on. It's funny because I know every single woman who's ever had this experience that is listening to this is cringing yeah. on the inside because yeah. I'm pretty sure we've all had this at some point. So I, I was trying, like, I, so when that started happening, I was like, just put more fucking oil on it. And I was like putting as much as I could. And then that was distracting me. And then all I could think of it was that sensation. And then that was the first time. So yeah, the, the orgasm, I, I guess I, I, yeah, I don't think I reached it. But you had a completely well, different. Is, and this is what's interesting. So you you had given me your review and I was like, um, now I'm terrified <laughs> to use this. But I'm also going into this with like as much of a blank slate as possible while also learning from your experience. Yeah. So I mean the first time the first time I used it, I Again, I was kind of connecting to it and being like, well, I really like the way it feels in my hand. I really like the sound of it when I like brush my hand over it. Like I like if my ring catches it, it sounds really cool. And I like that it's super light, which I'm like, if I was, if I had arthritis or something, this would be fucking a plus bonus. I thought the exact same thing. Right? Yeah, the lightness. Because it's so, I've never felt a sex toy that is this fucking light before. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which is like... Reminds me of the show Grace and Frankie. Remember? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Their toy looked very cumbersome and it, awkward. Yeah, it did. But they kept talking about how light it was. And like, for is older it women. Is it? it? was good for your... Better for your wrist. And then with but this... this. Was, yeah, it totally is. 100%. And I... So I love that. Like, I love that about it. Uh, so I was like... When I... The first time I used coconut oil... Wasn't a fan. Wasn't a huge fan. It wasn't terrible by any means. It was not your experience. Like, I still achieved an orgasm. I still liked it. But I was like, meh, whatever. But I was also kind of approaching it in the very kind of systematic way of, like, this goes in and out. I touch my clit. Great, whatever. But what I was finding is on the the bottom of it, I assume where they, like, place it in the kiln, there's this little circle. And I found what was happening is that little circle was catching on the base of my, like, vagina almost by my perineum and so i have a lot of scar tissue there not a lot but enough scar tissue there from like tearing a little bit in my first Mm -hmm. and then re-tearing a little bit in my second birth should clarify birth birthing Mm -hmm. um in case you were listening to this and haven't birthed humans you're like wait what happened to your vagina (laughs) um and so i found that was catching on it and i really didn't like that feeling and that's when i kind of had that sensation of like uh Mm. i feel like it's like this dry thing trying to come out. So what I did is I took it out and then I inserted like a bunch more lube. This was coconut oil the first time, but a bunch more coconut oil within my vagina and like right on that area. And then I put a whole bunch on that specific spot on the toy. And I was like, oh, that kind of took care of my problem. No issues there. Mm-hmm. But when I went back and I used it again, this is when I became like a super fan, mm-hmm. a super fucking fan. Because I, my baby is crying. Yeah, you can hear that. Yeah, my baby is super crying in the background right now. Uh, She's just so excited about how many times mommy orgasmed that she's just jealous. Fuck. Uh, But so the second time I used it, I used a water silicone hybrid lube. Holy fuck yes. So I upgraded my lube game. And was using silicone water-based hybrid. And that made a fucking world of difference. Because I find with coconut oil, at least with my vaginal tissue, it gets absorbed really quickly. Mm. And um, I hate having to continuously pause and Mm. apply more lube. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having to do that. I actually highly recommend it if you do have a super absorbable vagina or just use a silicone base which mm-hmm. that shit's not going anywhere yeah at all and this mm-hmm. this is a great toy where you can use a silicone base mm-hmm. because it's porcelain you can use anything you want um but what i did is i got super high as uh, you do as you do as you do <laughs> as you do um but i got super high because i had um i had a really bad day or whatever and i was like i really want to have some like mindful masturbation and I really want to give myself some time to be slow and like get into it and just be interested and invested in the whole experience Mm -hmm. which if you've never done this masturbation wise I highly recommend it but I got I I wasn't planning on having some uh self-fucking really I was just planning on like zoning out Mm -hmm. and laying in bed and like whatever but I used I used Jeff Stash, which is is like a sativa, 
and I, my loins were purring. They were purring. <laughs> so they were, I, my, I was like getting some vagina tingles and I was laying in the bed and I, it was like a super slow build where I was laying down and I had my hand, I was just like resting. You know, when you're like a kid and you hop pillows, mm-hmm. it was kind of like that, but just like on my hand, it was just kind of like gently grinding and then I was like doing have you ever done kegels to the point where like you're doing them really slowly and they just it feels really sensual and really good yeah especially I find especially if you're laying on your front and you're doing them it feels really good so then I was doing that for a while which is funny (laughs) because after this I was like I think I broke my fucking pelvic floor with the dahlia (laughs) in the best possible way so I like started with like the gentle stroking of my clit and then these like really deep kegels and then I what's funny is I took out my vibrator which I haven't touched in a thousand years and turned it on and then it died immediately and I'm so glad that it died Mm -hmm. because I was like well what other toys do I have and I was like "Ooh, I should use the Dahlia this is a great like Mm -hmm. 20 minutes of being really warmed up took out my lube, took out the Dahlia and just like eased my way into it and was like changed up the way that I was stroking. I wasn't just going in and out. It was more of this like gentle, like hooking action almost where I was really, really focused on like almost massaging my G spot, Mm. but rather than just like this determined, like I'm going to get somewhere. It was just like, I'm really going to be interested in how this feels right now. And because the toy is so light, I can go for really long periods of time without my arm feeling like it's cramping or like, have you, I don't know if you've ever tried with like a heavier toy for longer periods of time, it it gets awkward and cumbersome and weird. Mm -hmm. Oh no, Mm -mm. no, no, this is great. (laughs) This was just great. So I was like, just thoroughly enjoying the shit out of myself I, I applied a ridiculous amount of lube like I lubed in my vagina I lubed around my vagina I lubed the toy and I was like mama ain't drying out I'm just gonna enjoy the shit out of this and I was like <sighs> feeling it I not that it's all about climaxing no but I orgasmed five fucking times. Holy shit. Five fucking times. Never in my life have I orgasmed five times. And it wasn't like a, I mean, the last probably two times were a little rushed where I was like, can I do it again? <laughs> but the like three times leading up to it, it was just like enjoying it and like enjoying the rise and like the continuous build and the like. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> and so from that moment on, I was like, um, every woman needs to buy one of these. This is fucking amazing. And it's for me, I think obviously there's like the buildup that, that I had beforehand being high as fuck mm-hmm. contributed. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's, there's something about this toy and like how it brings out my feminine energy for me because it feels so feminine and sensual and like doesn't look like a dick. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that part of it. I do. Right. Like it doesn't, it doesn't just look like this phallic 
veiny throbbing thing that a lot of toys look like and yes you have crystal and and whatever and those are nice and lovely but this is like super body safe Mm -hmm. uh super sexy super light because crystal is not fucking light Mm. shit's heavy Mm -hmm. shit is heavy which i like i sometimes i like that weight it's almost like a weighted blanket yeah but this it's like that light airy pleasure kind of energy like i really love it Mm -hmm. i fucking love it i love it so much now and you're like i want that experience uh so i'm like a for sure fucking get it 100 i also love um that it holds my heat there's something i mean crystal and stone does this too and glass and Mm -hmm. metal which i don't have a metal one yet which i would I'm a, I'm a upgrade. Yeah, I saw one at Venus Envy. I was yeah, it's quite pricey, but I was very intrigued. I've heard they are worth it. There's somebody yeah. in the den that was highly recommending yeah, a specific G spot. Um, it was that one that they had in Venus Envy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, we need to go back to Venus Envy then. Mm. Um, but I love toys that hold my warmth because there's something about like feeling my own warmth that like really turns me on. Mm. I'm just like oh. I'm warm and juicy on the inside. Mm-hmm. So I love that it holds heat. Um, I haven't done hot and cold play with this yet, but I love that that's an option. Yeah. Uh, I also have not used this with my partner yet mm-hmm. and don't know if I would. Yeah. I Well, I didn't get to use it with Oliver, but I do have one at home for myself, a sacred, sacred squirter, and I, yeah. I'm right? Very... I, possessive. A little possessive. Yeah, absolutely. It feels more like ritual based for me um the other thing that i really love about this which we talked about in the interview beforehand which i haven't experimented with yet because i just haven't had the opportunity Mm -hmm. but i love that it has the massager on the end Mm -hmm. too like i can use this for my pelvic floor rehabilitation and physio and i think every fucking woman should be massaging their vagina yeah well yeah like yeah i i agree 100 percent. i just really had that realization during the interview i was like jesus like this should just be something we all do Mm -hmm. like why don't we encourage Mm -hmm. that right well we going to right we going to um so i'm like a i'm a hard yes yeah to the dahlia for all of those reasons the thing that i mentioned to you um i also like it's just pretty it is pretty um after hearing myself give the review that I did and after the interview that we just had with Isabel, I kind of realized maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally. I mean, she has this knowledge already and she's seems to be very passionate about slow sex. And the thing that went wrong with me was I was too quick. I was chasing the orgasm. I was Mm. too quick. Whereas you were taking your time you were being sensual with it. You were inviting the sensual part of this toy to come out and please you. Whereas I was just using it as an object. I wasn't really respecting it. And in terms of slow sex, if maybe if I had used this in a slow sexual way to have a mindful masturbation, I probably would have had a much more enjoyable experience, I Mm. think. And I'm a little bit disappointed that I didn't give it the the opportunity um not the opportunity but the the respect it deserves i guess because you're right it is so feminine it is so sensual it is so just i don't i also want to say ethereal 
Right? Yeah. That, and is... that's like my vibe that I get with it too. And I'm like, yeah. I, I, I'm sure there's people that are listening to this. It's like, it's a fucking sex toy. Like, just... I know. <laughs> but you kind of have to come, you kind of have to look at, anyway, you and I do as mm. masturbation is a self-love act. 100%. And if you're going to be putting something inside of your body to show yourself love, respect it, love it, honor it. Right. But have, make sure there's an intention behind it. Um mm. Yeah, and that's something that I'm I'm really starting to learn. The other thing that I think is really interesting that you kind of mentioned with, I, with like the the just, in and out penetrative kind of vibe of masturbation, um, I think we kind of get stuck in that there's only like there's one way to do it. Yeah, and we don't always give ourselves permission to like, well, what does it feel like if I do this instead? And I think that's what was one of the winning factors for me with developing such a good relationship with this toy where I I was like, well, how do you want me to use you? And like, mm-hmm. how does this feel best in my body versus this is this is what I'm supposed to do right. with a sex toy. And I think that's why it was really good for me. And again, like being high was a great opportunity for me to, to allow that additional connection because mm-hmm. there's that added level of like curiosity. And there's also... I'm now learning for me if I have like a higher THC um, cannabis strain where there's a lot of like awareness and attention brought to my vagina Mm -hmm. specifically and my genitals where it's like very present and curious and like some sensations are dimmed through the rest of my body, but I find like I'm able to hyper focus mm-hmm. on pleasure as a sensation when I'm when I'm high, which is really interesting. So, yeah, I'm I would one hundred percent invest in in Adalia, absolutely. Even though I I didn't have the experience that you had, I I would recommend investing in the Dahlia and just just. Because, not just because, but <laughs> Isabel and her beliefs and the the intentions behind the products that she makes. I mean, she puts so much love and care and thought into what she's doing. And like she said, how many other companies are, are doing this? Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's being used by pelvic floor, floor therapists to help Wait. women with their therapy. That in itself gives you another added bonus to this toy. It's not just for pleasure, but it's for your health. It's for your betterment. It's for your just to live better, <laughs> feel better. Mm-hmm. Like she said, just have a better life. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so if you're interested in getting your hands on the Dahlia for yourself or any of her other amazing uh, sex-based things that she has in her shop, you can pop over to www.desirables.ca and you can use our special code MOMGASM and receive 12% off your order. So that's code MOMGASM and get yourself a dahlia or some sensual massage oils or a massage they have really cool porcelain massagers which i really want to get for myself and uh yeah get yourself some some goodness i highly recommend it and sarah will eventually be a super fan (laughs) i agree (laughs) telling you (laughs) 